Heartbreak back and only when it rains. That's a great segue, Rick. Because if you know what heartbreak back and only when it rains is, you know who our guest was this week. Frank Walker. Toronto's own. Internationally known Frank Walker. But you know what? Why don't we tell them who we are first, Georgie? I'm Georgie Boutsalis, your pal. And I'm Ricky Liordan. And as we just mentioned, we had internationally known DJ Frank Walker on the podcast today. He shared some insights on his big break with Heartbreak Back, uh, Only When It Rains, his new track, Imagine, with Steve Aoki. Also teased a new song that should be coming out right about now. Ooh, it was a sneak. It gave us a little sneak peek. It's it's another. It's a nice collab. It's it's gonna be a big one, guys. Uh, it's a fun conversation. We'll let you listen. We're gonna give a shout out to our good pal Steve Liambis, aka at Homes by Stephen, aka www.homesbystephen.ca. Guys, Steve has been in this business for a long time. Buying, selling, leasing, renting, selling, buying, done it all. He's done it all. He's seen it all. Um, he stands by his clients. He makes sure that he's understanding their needs to help them meet their goals. Um, he is somebody who's not there just to make the sale. He's there to, to just make sure you're comfortable and walk through the whole process and make sure that you're buying or renting a place uh, that is right for you. Steven is an expert. He can he can give you advice. He can help you, like I said, buy, sell, or lease. So if you need to reach out to him, it's at, home, at Homes by Steven on social media or homesbystephen.ca. And my pal, L F. G. Let's friggin' go. Had it been rolling a couple seconds ago, the juicy <laughs> stuff was. We got, we, no, we edited Mike's, Derek Liz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout but, out to Mike. Shout out. Yeah, Anyways. Trim that one up. Frank, welcome finally to the Palace Podcast. I know. It's been a while. It, it has been a while. I remember we were just talking about this off air, but when we were together for the Apres Ski Party, yeah. pre-COVID, we were like, Frank, we got to get you on. We got to get you on. We're like, yeah, soon, soon, soon. Well, I was early then. He must have been like, these guys ain't like, like, yeah, these guys are that early. <laughs> well, blame it on COVID. That's why it took so yeah, long. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, but that was, uh, and that was the last time we saw each other. Yeah. The one crazy. last hurrah before the world changed. Yeah. And then there was St. Patty's Day. There was St. Patty's Day. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't go out St. Patty's Day. I was good. I got tricked into going out by Ollie. He's like, oh, it'll be like small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ollie Trust always Ollie does for that. a small party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always turn my mic a bit this way. So I'm like, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like yeah, that's fine. trying to talk into my mic, but not like, like look this yeah. way as I'm like talking to you guys. I mean, yeah, you. I mean, get, you know get how to use comfy. all this stuff. Get yeah. comfy. Most, most of our guests, we gotta like set it up for them. You, you, what you gotta do. I mean, you know how to. You know cool. how to use all this stuff. Obviously, yeah, it's just a microphone. It's all like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's funny. It's someone, like, someone's like, "What do I do?" <laughs> like, what? Do you want, tell, tell a story. I'm not gonna say. It, we had, get, we had uh, once we had someone. It's happened a couple of times, but like when it gets low, the volumes. Obviously, you can see them, but like yeah. it'll get low, so we'll adjust because people turn and talk, and you have to obviously project into it. Yeah. And a couple of times, Rick will adjust it. <laughs> and talk. And like we'll talk to like bring it closer. And they'll be yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And then they look at us and then we try to like fix it. Anyways, it doesn't happen often. It's okay, it's fair. And we get a good laugh out of it, but it's uh, all yeah. good. But Frank, yeah. I guess we'll we'll jump right into it. I haven't said that in a while. You see it on every episode. Do I? Uh, let's just jump, jump right, right in. Frank, I know we got uh you got some new music on the way. Yes. Um <laughs> let's t- tell us about it. Yes, yeah, so because this is, we're gonna this be, is gonna be out by the time. Yeah, so like me and Loud Luxury, you obviously know the boys. Yeah, like we've and been, Joe, we've been We've been friends since like I don't know, like seven or eight years now, I guess, because we all went to I went to Laurier, they went to Western, and yeah, 
started up at the same time. Um, yeah, I've been trying to find the right collab, and we finally found it. And it comes out next Friday, which will probably be in... No, it comes out tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what's it called? Uh, like Gold. So it's like, like me, me, Loud Luxury featuring Stephen Puth, who's Charlie Puth's yeah. brother. That's why I, th- okay, I thought so. I saw they posted some pictures of them. You guys were hanging out with him. And I was like, this guy looks like Charlie Puth. And the last same last name kind of yeah. put two and two together there. Yeah, we yeah. haven't been sneaky about it. We like hung out together in LA for like a month, tagging each other, like ch- everyone's <laughs> tagging each other and everything. And, Building like, the hype and the mystery yeah. a little. Yeah, I think they might have. They've been playing the song now too. I think in a couple sets. I think oh, they're, doing like, they? they're doing like a Western yeah, homecoming, kind of Halloween thing. Maybe I, I don't. I know. I think there's a homecoming. I think the Halloween's coming. They played out. a homecoming. There was a Western virtual. They've been playing homecoming. it somewhere for Western already. So. Oh, that's right. What's the vibe of the track like? It's a bit like houseier than what I'd usually do. Like a bit darker. In oh, a good way. Yeah? I'm like trying to switch it up. Like my manager and me were talking, and like I like writing pop music, but like you don't really get booked for clubs for it. Like. Like if you get like top forty radio songs, unless yeah. it's a dance song, and like it's it's yeah. different. So I'm trying to go a bit more like everything I've come up, a bit like darker, more like kind of deep house house music. Is that what you kind of so when you naturally started into this? Like is that kind of the the path you just knew you wanted to go down? It's like kind of the pop, more mainstream radio type vibe. Is that what you would describe it as? Like I don't know, it's a bit all over the place. Like I really like like I don't listen to dance music in my free time because I had to listen to it all all day. What, what do you really? listen to? I listen to podcasts. Ah, oh, there we go. <laughs> podcasts, baby. No, but uh, really? so you don't listen to like like just no music in general or just ma- like if I do it's more like older stuff. Like I really like like Coldplay and like more chill like oh, alternative stuff. Who doesn't love Coldplay? Yeah. So anyways, Coldplay is just they're they were one of my four bucket list concerts I didn't I hadn't seen and I saw them at the Skydome three years ago and it was one of the best worst concerts of my life. Why like, was it worse? What? what well, I, long story. I don't want to get into it on the oh, podcast. Okay. But yeah. Girls for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was bad because of that. But it was honestly the best concert ever. Like domes open. Everyone's got those glow up wristbands. Like Viva La... Viva La... What was that? The Viva La Vida. I saw Viva them on that tour at the Skydome. And it's like... The, I think it was like Lovers in Japan. One song. They had all this butterfly confetti they draw from the ceiling yeah. and hit it with like glow... Uh, sorry, black lights. And it looked like it was raining neon oh, butterflies. It was like, so cool. Such a crazy... They're like... He's such a good performer too. Chris Martin. Like the whole band's awesome. He got big into like... He, not big, but he played a few like big house songs. I mean, Sweet House Mafia, I think, had him on... Uh, like Avicii did yeah. Sky Full of Stars yeah, and stars, Chainsmokers yeah. did something just like this, yeah. I think. I think he's only done two. I, did he do Sweet House Mafia? Uh, what's the song? Not Save the... Who's Gonna Save the World? No, no. it was uh, John Martin. He's a guy. John singer, Martin. Yeah. yeah. Close. You were, half, <laughs> you were half there. Halfway there. I should have known this. I was like the biggest Sweet House Mafia fan back in the day. Apparently not. Uh, <laughs> bro, listen, <laughs> I watched this documentary. I saw all that stuff. Fun fact, I used to DJ. Not nearly as good as you, but... Uh, did my thing a little bit at West. Givon B. I actually used to DJ with Joe back in the day. So really? When Ricky, when Ricky started like um, booking DJs, I used to like play. I used to be the opener, and then as the parties got bigger, we had another one, and me and Joe would just like kind of alternate, like back I would to play back. Before. Yeah, nice. So we played quite a bit. Yeah, obviously his career's gone a lot farther. I kind of kind of gave him the dream. <laughs> I actually, uh, I was, I texted him the other day because I saw a flyer. We did Gareth Emery. And it was, uh, and Joe and, and George opened for yeah. it. Yeah. Gareth Emery at uh, Music Hall, London Music Hall. Good times. I probably couldn't even open for Joe if I wanted to. No. That's <laughs> what I do now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so not, not even close. Like, not even close. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, anyways, I'm saying, like, so I, like, I came from more of like a, like, lightings, like, liking singer songwriter stuff before. So, like, I always liked, like, the songwriting side. And even though my stuff's going housier, the vocals feel kind of like, kind of ballady, poppy, yeah, like, yeah, pop yeah. ballad. I never like super cheesy pop stuff. It's always like more like, ballady stuff that crosses in the pop yeah, yeah. But, yeah like similar style vocals but different production around it kind of coming up in the new stuff so what Very would cool. you say is your favorite track you've i produced? was just gonna ask that really i was literally gonna ask that 
Uh, on the vibe. For me, it's Heartbreak Back, probably. I was, yeah? Yeah. I, was gonna say I mean, like, it was the first, like, I was, before that, I was like, my manager was pitching me vocals, like, producer around. That was, like, the first one that I wrote with the singer that got released. And, like, my first one that went gold, my first one that hit, like. I was going to say, because that was your first, the, like. Yeah. First big one. Yeah. So, like, when I heard that one, I was like, this song's a banger. It's good. I'm still trying to beat it. It's, like, too, it did too good early on, you know? Dude, it's like, it's got, <laughs> but it's got a great, like, the beat, everything about it is really, the vocals are good, yeah. the whole. Like it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound really poppy. Like it's no. it's got like it's, yeah. it's but like that's of, it's not club music though. It's like it's slow. It's like ninety two BPM or something. So like you can't okay. like people are listening to that aren't coming out to the club to like yeah yeah to rave to it you know. So but do like, you find it? Do you find it? You play that kind of tempo like because I think I mean I guess for comparison like I back in the day from what I remember yeah. BPM was around like one twenty eight one thirty for like big anthems but then it started coming down more and more in the lower a little bit it's like around like one twenty now for most yeah. club stuff like I stay around like one twenty to one twenty six when I play okay. that's so different now though because like Heartbreak Back everyone knows it like especially in Canada and like on dance radio in the states like I where did where did it reach on the on the billboards or in the Canadian top forty radio it hit like sixth it that's was pretty it. funny because wow. I was touring with Felix Cartel at the time and he was number five for the whole tour and I hit it like six and I couldn't pass him so. <laughs> <laughs> running joke but then it hit number one on bpm in the states so like that's like wow. the out, that's the outlier though because so you can play that because people know the lyrics and sing along so it's fine to like slow it down a bit mm-hmm. then you look at someone like kaigo and all this stuff's like for the most part slow so like but yeah. people know the lyrics to everything so it's like it's more of a concert like, yeah you know, at that point so when you play it like you're like obviously your shows like you're playing your music stuff like that do you mm-hmm. find that like heartbreak back you said it's not a club hit but does it still like if you play it in a club show or like in a like more of like a big concert type of thing does it still take the same way because of the lyrics and all that yeah i think so like when i was opening for loud luxury on the whole canada tour like i opened my sets with like a version of it and close it because oh, it's sick. like i did really well in canada so it's yeah. like i have like kind of like a edit for the intro and then like i played out the original at the end and like people sing along to it so like that's like it is a good cool. sing-along song. Yeah. yeah. I, do, yeah. I still like I, I think it's sick. It's on my Spotify yeah. playlist. It's, nice. it's really good. Yeah. Second, Only When It Rains? Uh, Sorry, I shouldn't preface that. It's hard to choose. Like, I never get asked about the second favorite. Oh, I don't know. It's a tough one. I got a bunch of really cool stuff coming up, hopefully. So. Okay. I wonder if the Aoki I put out recently, like Imagine. Yeah, imagine, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. A bit like, it's kind of a cool like, crossover between like kind of like the direction I'm going. Like, some, like, some of the stuff I'm working on sounds a bit more like that like production wise. So how is it working with someone like Steve Aoki? He's a all, staple in the EDM industry. It all right? happened during COVID. So like literally like okay. we met a couple times before, but like very briefly, we met like once in Ibiza and once in Japan at Ultra. And then wow. my manager like oh, separate parts of the world. Yeah. My manager's like, Oh, we're like, we're sitting around COVID. We should get to like some big collabs going, which has been kind of like the theme for this year. But he connected us over, over WhatsApp. Um, and we like, we're going through a bunch of vocals. We found one we liked and then started like working on the demo. Like, uh, got it to where we liked it. And then we sent it to AJ Mitchell, the singer. Cause like there was just a demo singer from Sweden on it before. Um, it was like never meant to stay on the track. It was like a really ah, rough cut. Then wow. AJ, so like, they just write it. They sing a, a demo and then pitch yeah. it to people. And then you just can take it. Like, how does it work? Well, you're like, you gotta do a good job. Like it's like, it's like, I think it was just like kind of piano, like a really rough, like kind of drop. And then a vocal oh, okay. before, and then we sent it off to AJ Mitchell and he like resang it and sang it better and added some parts. And then we went back and like touched up production. But I don't know. Working with Steve is, crazy obviously he's been around the scene for like he's iconic in the years. scene he's like one of the probably the biggest guys ever in it like that's, yeah. especially yeah. it's crossed over into mainstream like he's not like i think almost everyone knows what steve aoki looks like like a lot of people probably couldn't point tiesto out of a line even though they know the name but like steve aoki for sure he's so yeah. recognizable yeah. everyone knows. long black like, I, remember when he, I think that like when he started doing the cake in the face was when we we're on university when we were probably in university around that time yeah. and it started becoming a thing yeah because i became to london and 
And it was early, and someone told us his rider out was the cake, and it's a specific kind of cake. It's crazy now. There's like when when he was backstage at Ultra in Japan, there was like ten cakes on the rider. They're all like everything, they're like nut free, dairy free, gluten free. Well, yeah, egg free. It at like, you the don't face, want someone right? to have like any lawsuit on your hands, yes. right? So like, are, yeah. they must taste horrible. Like, like there's no, there's no <laughs> way. Going nuts like, yeah, like what's it made out of? Like what's left? Cardboard. What is left? Because like, yeah, sugar. But yeah, that was it's sugar and water. That's crazy. Yeah. That was a crazy process. So he just like knows he's been around the scene so long. He knows yeah. exactly like what attracts. So does it work that you you say you guys get this rough demo? You put your touches on it. You send it to him. He puts his touches on it. Then you send it to AJ Mitchell and he puts. Yeah, he put the vocal over. The, it, then the we touched up production. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you find that it's tougher? Like like, was there any limitations to working like back and forth and doing all that stuff during COVID as opposed to being in the same room kind of thing? Or Not really. It's like, it's probably easier to do that, to be honest, having done collabs now. It's like when you're all in the same room, everyone wants to try to be working at the same time opposed to like when you're like collabing over yeah, the internet, you can, you can like, like kind of do your thing, send it back, to send feedback and like, you're kind of like, there's no distractions yeah. either. You're just kind of in your zone and in the flow kind of working. No, he was, he was good to, to work with though. Like he like kind of knows what he wants and not like, yeah. Opposed like, I don't know. Me and the boys, we all like, want to do stuff so like the three of us sitting in like me and a lot of luxury guys sitting in like the studio together it's like oh let me do this let me do this let me do this and like we're all like fighting to get back on like to try the ideas that we want you know so yeah. it's like a bit of a different process vibe, and they're all yeah. good ideas but like if someone else is sitting there working i don't want to be sitting on the couch like Watch twiddling, my, twiddling yeah. my thumbs it's like oh i want to be working too yeah because you and plus you have like when people do yeah. their thing you have you find ideas off yeah. what they're producing right yeah and it's a good song too it's not like it's like we're gonna put out like trash yeah, yeah so very cool my life is i almost said yeah you, can swear. Swear. yeah, you can swear. Yeah, you can swear. Everyone always asks. I don't know. I'm used to being on radio, like on air, and like, yeah. like I don't want to get cut off. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, we lasted 12 minutes. Frank, you can go. Um, nah, you're good. You can. Swear. No, and it's not a shitty track, too, right? It's like we're all excited about what's going on, and like it's like, oh, like we should do this. So I don't know. It's well, it's good when you get to make hits with your friends too. Yeah. Like sitting down in a room with them, it's probably yeah, it's work, but you're enjoying yeah. it too. Throwing ideas. Ordering Off tacos. Yeah, probably. Me and Joe yeah. playing a lot of Smash Bros. For, uh, <laughs> like, where's your where's your go to tacos when you're out and uh... oh, they kept ordering one. I live in Venice Beach when I'm out there, and they're okay. in the hills. So, like we're at their studio because I don't have one out there. Um, okay. What was it called? Because there's one in like, there's one on Sunset. We used to we we've only met a couple times, but we went to the same place. My brother always swears like Pinches Tacos or something. Yeah, that's what it's called. Pinches. Wow, Pinches. Remember that? Yeah, that might have been. It's the across spot. the Roosevelt. Uh, no, what's the hotel there? The Roosevelt. The white one, the uh, no I Chateau Marmont. It might be near it's there. across from there. I don't know how I remember that. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. Really good. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways yeah, yeah. It's like side note. We uh, for, good tacos in LA. For yeah, that was so yeah. better. That was so much better than Toronto. Like I can't eat tacos here. It's yeah. Like, well, so it's more like you notice there too. Like the like it's more. It feels more authentic, right? Like here to fight, you're not gonna go anywhere. Most places here, it's not like like we had them before in Mexico. You know that the corn tortillas is like a little chopped up meat. <laughs> it's like a proper small taco. Yeah. Whereas here you go and it's like. These big ass burritos and stuff and big tacos like to commercialize more, right? Yeah. Yeah. More box. But uh for Joe's birthday, we actually I was with Adrian the the day before. And I'm like, oh, what'd you get him for his birthday? He's like, Oh, I bought him like fifty tacos and a couple bottles of tequila. I was like, and um a mariachi band. I was like, That's sick. We we should get a midget. Like have a midget go out, bring the bottle and like strip. Small person. Sorry, small person. And uh, that's what we got him <laughs> that's what I got Joe for his birthday. A, a, a mini per a small person. Yeah, really? I don't know if like, that was politically incorrect. To say Probably that. not. I yeah, I don't know. know. <laughs> Any person, but whatever. Yeah, that's what we got him for. We canceled over that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. it. You never know. Actually, I, yeah. <laughs> Next topic. Yeah, I was gonna ask actually. So you met. You said you met him, uh, Steve Oki, in Ibiza, and then and then Ultra. 
I think it was Ultra then Ibiza. I don't know what the okay. time. That was like heavy touring. There was, was like a lot saw? of like, I think Ultra Japan I played three years ago and Ibiza was like two summers ago. How so. was that Ultra Ultra Japan? It's the craziest show I've ever played. Really? I don't know like how I got the time slot I did. It was like four like locals or like Japanese kind of DJs on the main stage. Then there was me probably f- like so fifth in, but like halfway through the day. And I think the main stage had like probably 40,000 people or something at that point. Like crazy. Like the first time I ever played like a massive, massive festival stage. That's sick. And like I've done big ones before, but like maybe 15, maybe 20,000. But like, that's like. It's a sea of people. Yeah. Like, And Japanese crowds are like hyped. Like they're so excited. Like I feel like they're so reserved that when they get out there and like have a chance to party, they're like, let's go. And like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> it also like worked out really well. Cause I think Rez was right at like, two after Getter was after me and Rez was after him. And like, Getter was after you. Getter. Like, uh, Getter. Yeah. Getter. Oh, I was like, yeah. Okay. No, but then like, like that kind of music doesn't really go well in Japan for some reason on the main stage or at the time it hadn't crossed over like three years ago. So like, I just look. I cheesed it up for the set. Like I played like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it wasn't me, like I yeah, just all the bangers. Most basic yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Well, Rez is more like like a hard electro kind of. Yeah, but thing. like three years ago, I feel like her style wasn't like it hadn't crossed over other spots yet. It's like industrial, like yeah, yeah. But what's your uh, favorite show you've ever played? Probably that one. That one. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was good. Like Ultra two years ago, I did like the live show, like at the live stage. Like it was me, like I had five singers, a sax player, That's and like sick. two like live drummers Fucking for the whole set. So, like, that was like a lot of fun. But like Is it Ultra 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 Miami. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That was like a lot of fun, but a lot of work. I think like between like all the crew and all the singers, we had like seventeen people involved in the show, and like like you had like a front of house guy who was adjusting mics, and like someone side stage adjust mics, and like How do you all these like things that we had to do like that? rehearsals yeah. and like. We had like a couple of days of rehearsals. I think like all the man hours that went into it between everyone, there was probably like four or five hundred man hours. If you consider how much like time yeah, everyone yeah. put in oh, for an hour shit. set, and we didn't tour the live show after, so like <laughs> it was like a lot just of one, 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 one and done. But uh, I don't know, it was like cool to do at the time. Like how did you, different, right? How did you get that? Like, was it your idea? Was it just part of like something that they wanted you to do? Like, how did that come about? Well, they have like a live stage. Like, uh, like Sam Feld was on before me i think he had to go play he had his pool party in the afternoon or something so like i'd somehow played after sam feld Sick. at ultra i don't know like i'm pretty but, cool but i'm good friends with them i hope he wouldn't take any offense to it but uh <laughs> like he had like i don't know it's like there's like a live stage i think like there's some cool acts that year like uh my manager like messaged me he's like hey like you're on the live stage this year and, like in a couple months i'm like i don't have a live show um so that was, that was fun to figure out but Kygo has like a really good musical director who helps him out with like because Kygo always tours the singers and like yeah, the string yeah. sections and stuff. So Sean, his musical director, helped me like pull it together. I'm like Sean, help! I like I don't know what even how to like even how to plan it. I'm like, yeah, it's like who do I bring out to sing what and like I, I don't know. So it turned out it turned out well. But how long how long was the set in total for that one? Uh, I think like 55 minutes or an hour yeah. or something. And it took you like how like the whole time is it like months of preparation? Did it kind of come together really fast at the end? Like that's like when you had to plan the set out ahead of time. So like I knew like kind of roughly what the set was gonna look like and sent like hit up the singers from my songs who I was gonna bring out and like they kind of knew what they were doing and like had a couple people like Riley the singer from Heartbreak back had her cover another one of my songs and like wow. kind of like to fill up the live yeah, content yeah, more yeah. and then like we kind of like hashed out the set plan for that. Um, started talking to like two drummers like these two girls from LA who do like cool like kind of stand up drum kits uh and one that plays bongos and stuff and like Sick. um and I started like kind of planning the set like make all my edits of my songs and stuff so I feel like it was a lot of work before the set and then during the set you're just kind of 
Yeah, it was still pretty hype. Crossing like, your fingers, yeah. just hoping that everybody <laughs> yeah. does their job. Yeah. Then like a couple of days before we all actually met in Miami and ran through it. Cause like you want to all kind of like be on point. Like when there's like someone's yelling like three, two, one jump right before a drop. Like everyone's like doing the same thing. And like <laughs> even the two drummers having them coordinated, like for like, like a clap your hands moment, they're like hitting like their sticks together at the same yeah, time. Yeah. And like what you don't want it to look sloppy. What did the first rehearsal look like? Uh, was it like, did it go well or was it just a complete disaster? It was pretty good. Like we all kind of okay. knew like what we were, like everyone had heard the set before and was rehearsing ahead of time and stuff. Oh, okay. and so it was not like, bad. Yeah. It was more like tweaking at that point. Like uh, the hard part was like, cause I have my like things I play out of my DJ decks and like there's already drums in those. So like trying to balance out the level of like how loud the drummer's drums are versus like the drums in the tracks. So, like going like editing out like a snare from my tra tracks. So, like if the drummers are going to play it, right? Yeah. Cause you don't need like, Oh wow. Yeah. So like that was like the, probably the technical hard part, but Jesus. Yeah. Sound, yeah, I would not have any idea to do any of that stuff. No. It was like I, fun though. But it was yeah. fun, but like I don't want to put all that work in again unless like yeah. you were gonna like tour a live show for like Yeah, you're gonna do it consistently for like Bring it 40, with you, 40 dates or something, right? And like tour the whole festival circuit with it. Is it but then at that point, like let's say you did a tour with it, the beginning part, like again, the setup, the plan, the production, the editing, all that stuff is pretty easy. But then or sorry, not easy, that's the, the, all the work. And yeah. then once you kind of start touring in the show, like it's very much a little bit more routine as it goes on so it gets a little bit easier it's yeah not definitely like i think you'd probably tweak it a little bit like depending on what moments you feel could probably be better like like if a really like hot new track drops you'd mix it in like yeah i don't, I don't know that kind of stuff yeah, like, it's like edits. well if you're gonna do like 30 40 shows that's probably what two months Give uh two, probably three, three months three depends on how hard you're touring yeah. um i don't know like the kaigo ones like his like arena tours have opened up for him on like they kind of have it all planned out ahead of time because he's bringing like his album tour for kids in love he had like seven or eight singers and like string sections and like he had like a whole synth rig and he was playing synths over the whole like kind of, it was like a full, it was a whole like arena concert yeah, series where it was like 15,000 people every show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like for the most part, it'd be the same. Like he'd go into like tiny little DJ bits for parts of it and like different part different parts of the world. Like Australia, he dropped like a flume track or two because like yeah, he's from yeah, there. Yeah. Like, so you gotta play, kind of you thing. adjust based on where you're gonna be, the crowd, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The, um, but it feels like, there's not a lot of DJs that would do that like regularly, right? It's mostly guys who do the live sets are kind of, come up that way like the disclosures the flumes yeah i think like, everyone kind of like i don't know i'd love to be able to tour something like that i don't know like what capacity it would be in like i've seen big budgets to like have a crew to tour with you and like put in the effort to like yeah i don't know like, if you're touring an album or something maybe like we got to be able to sell also yeah. like ten thousand tickets to each yeah. show guys. and you, especially like you, you want to bring singers small venue, you want to bring right? singers along too right yeah. like yeah i don't know it depends like because you you don't want to like just be playing since it's interesting to have like live vocalists um it's different though. Like my buddies, like Phantoms, are two guys from LA, and like one sings and like plays. They synths. had that sick track that just released this summer, or was it last summer? They had a, they had a couple. They have an album coming out I think this Friday. What was that? I guess the, last what was Friday. Their first was big, big track. <laughs> Which one? Phantoms. Phantoms. Ah. Uh. It was like featuring Verity. It's like pretty chill. But yeah, like like for the most part, like the one guy sings a lot of stuff, and like he'll like their like thing will be like kind of all like programmed live. He'll be singing on like half the stuff, and the other half will be like kind of like electronic, and they'll That's dub so vocals in. Yeah. See, but they do smaller venues. Like they'll do like. Sure, they're in Toronto, like a 300 person room in Toronto, but like it's still like it right, feels it crazy. feels like an actual concert, like it's like yeah. an actual band touring at that point, right? It's but disclosure is very similar too, right? They've yeah. got they have a full setup, yeah. yeah. Even Rufus, right? Rufus Soul, they have oh, they have a DJ set and then they have a live, live performance. Yeah. I think they're only doing live now. Like they've gotten big enough that like they I did like a it, DJ set this year in Montreal. Really? Um, what are they all three? Igloo Fest. Yeah, they they perform. There was a DJ set, 100. Yeah. percent Do you see that? Oh, did they they did like something live from Joshua Tree? I was just oh, gonna bring that so up. So sick. I watched on it YouTube? like yeah. I like I watched that like maybe 15 times. It I, yeah, inspired I put, me. Like, I wanted to like, put it on, have a drink, released, just watch it. It's yeah. so sick. They released the album, or I guess the just the audio version of it as well. So it's like you can listen to it on iTunes or Spotify. The visuals are just like insane, I was just though. thinking that's that. crazy. The visuals make it so cool. It's just like you just 
Yeah, man. What's, I love that. What's your dream show or dream venue or dream something to play? Like, if there, what's your Joshua Tree or your... I played a lot of really cool I guess spots. Like Red probably, Rocks would be sick. I haven't yeah, played Red, Red Rocks. Rocks. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to play Ultra on the main stage again this year. It's so like year one, I like opened up the main stage on the Saturday, like super early. There wasn't many people there. But it's still year, sick to yeah, be on Ultra Yeah, then year two, stage, like the right? world like, stage, there's like a better time slot. There's more people than we did the live. And then like, now we're going back to the main stage this year. And my manager... Kygo hasn't been playing it. He's kind of leveraging Kygo this year. And like, hey, like if Kygo's playing, Frank's getting a good time slot. And my slot was supposed to be sick on the Friday. Like this past year or this coming the, year? The year that got canceled. Like, uh, the yeah, before. like I was on like from 5.30 to 6.30 on the I Friday on the main that, stage. Yeah. Like I, my manager wouldn't tell me like who, like when it was going on. And like, he's like, oh, we got a surprise. And he dropped surprise. the line out. I'm like, holy shit. Like, what did you do? But it was like the Friday is like the super hype day. Everyone like shows up early. The main stage doesn't start first. So I think it was like third on the main stage on the Friday out of eight acts or seven acts. It was like a local, like they're kind of like resident guy that Ultra has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Fetty Legrand, then me, then Kashmir, then Kygo, then like Tiesto. And I'm like, I'm like, how did like you pull this off? That Sick. would have been like, that would have been my like dream set. Crazy. Next year, hopefully I get the same time slot if the Ultra guys. So all Ultra main stage yeah. is, is your spot of Red Rocks. Yeah. Have just that, that show specifically at Ultra yeah. would have been like almost guaranteed my favorite show. It was so hyped. I was so upset when like yeah. It's t- yeah. It's well, I guess what plans did you have that got canceled because of COVID? So obviously Ultra is one of them. Yeah, Ultra like, was when like you the found very out first about COVID. One. Were you and I hate talk. I hate that we're even talking about it, but whatever. Yeah. The fact that I guess a lot of your life got put on hold. Yeah, I actually didn't mind taking a year off. I'm not like falling behind because no yeah. one's doing anything. Um, but like I was supposed to be doing a Vegas residency with Kygo at the at the win, like at Access and Encore Beach Club, like opening up for Kygo for 18 shows over the summer. What? And then I think we had like 12 festivals lined up, and then like into the fall we were gonna go back to Scandinavia. I do like the Scandinavian. Kind I want to get to that circuit. after because Dude, that's cool. That's like yeah. that's crazy. 18 yeah. shows, like the residency yeah. in Vegas. That's, then, like, that's pretty big. Then there's also like, gonna be club shows on big. top of that and festivals. There probably would have like 50 shows this summer, like like spring to beginning of fall yeah, i'm not saying pretty big like oh trying to be like wow okay cool I'm, that's fucking that's huge man yeah of course huge. and like excess is a sick club yeah. too when that's excess, the whole, be, yeah. oh. I, i'm not to say it i'm like rubbing i'm sure no, like i have you know, a so I, I have a signed contract with them so it's like okay they're gonna get me next There's year for the same year. price i would have paid for me this year oh, for better, <laughs> like, <I'm still laughs> don't release too much good music <laughs> now, you gotta, no, save save it. It gotta save it all for late <laughs> no so i owe, I owe them i owe them 18 shows so this is gonna be sick i guess we're gonna see we'll do listen a lot luxury's got they have a daytime and a nighttime yeah the way it works out is really good too because like i think last year i played two shows with uh kygo last year and i was kind of getting like into the system at the win i think it was like the one day i played like a day party and loud luxuries at the night somewhere else or like they're opening for tiesto somewhere at the night or like at the time but yeah it's like i think a typical like you like fly on friday i play like excess on the friday night saturday take the day off and sunday play beach club like that's like that's like the kygo rotation i was on but then like saturday of the day off and go see other people play that's sick you end up being in vegas like three and a half days a week for like three months straight which isn't healthy even if you're not drinking or partying, you're still eating at like restaurants three and a half days a week. Like and like some of the best food ever. Probably. I know. The you're not going buffets. to like the, the crab legs or the wind. Yeah, buffet. you're probably like, you just go and just load up on crab legs. <laughs> Dude, the wind buffet is crazy. I went one time. We were there like maybe two years, two summers ago. Is there my brother, like some family stuff? And I typically haven't been to the buffets. I'm just like, I don't know why. I Bro, never you go to every buffet. What are you talking? Ha ha Make fat jokes with George. Um, but I went one time and I remember walking in and I'm like, my first time going to a buffet and I've been to Vegas a few times, but I walked around, I'm like, this is insane. Like it's the food they have. And I remember at the seafood, I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is like nicer than some actual seafood restaurants in Toronto, like the quality yeah. of food they have. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. No, the wind's got some insane food. It's like the, it's the best nice. hotel to, to be at. hundred percent. hundred percent. And like everything there is like, they take care of you well too. So it's like. What's your favorite day party there? I mean, like of all the places there. I don't know. I've had obviously really good times at 
at Encore Beach Club. Just yeah. Like, at, we're with, like, they take care of you sense, really, really yeah. well. Like, you're, like, in the yeah. DJ booth and, like, you can, I don't know. Do whatever you want, basically. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You're also out of the sun, which is nice. Like, you're kind of, like, just the behind the part? shade. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't get fried, which yeah. is, like, a big part of Remember the first there. time we were there? I remember the first time we went to uh, the night uh, the night parties, XS, the night swim. Night swim by XS. We get there, we're like, no way we're going swimming. The pool's probably disgusting. I think probably within what you said, you're not going in. Within a half hour, I'm in there in my <laughs> jean shorts. Rick's yeah. like, who swims in this pool port now? Oh as we're walking to the club, God. and like, you're right. Like, I'm nobody- pretty sure they drain it like every night, and like, like there's a lot of chlorine in there. For so, sure, like, oh, it's for gross, sure. but like also like it's like you're swimming in a chemical bath. So pretty much. I don't know. What's, I don't know what's worse for you at that point. Like, yeah, I, I came out like, okay, so I didn't die. So. <laughs> Honestly, it's pretty gnarly. I remember like Rick's like. Yeah, we're walking into the party. He's like, guys, no chance we're going in. And I was like, oh, yeah, I agree. We're sitting in the back in like a cabana or something. And like Rick just like, I come back. I see him one point walk up. He's like soaking wet. I'm like, what happened to you? He's like, I felt like we're going to the pool was hot outside. I was like, dude, that is disgusting. And then you just stay in the pool in jean shorts half the night. Yeah, I did. That was, that was a good time. I was on. That's a good time in Vegas. Yeah. I missed that place. That's, that beach club's insane. Like they'll do anything oh, yeah. for people that they have enough money. Like I've seen like, like a guy got like a like pretty much a fort built out of like, I think it was like Budweiser boxes, like beer boxes full of beer. Like he's bought like 200 two fours yeah. of beer and it's like, like built like a castle around his Come booth on. like they'll do anything if you really pay enough for it yeah. oh, someone, someone got like a motorcycle we, with their bottle opener like they drove a motorcycle into the club like yeah we had, we had a little person in vegas too no we had the chance to get one we had the chance we didn't yeah, yeah. We, didn't, we didn't get one they, they're like no so on the tricycle yeah. they said like we were at we were had this is like three years ago and there we they one of the hostesses was like do you guys want a bottle of champagne and we're like, nah, not really. They, like, it's gonna go fast. She's like, well, what if we get it? Like, what if we get a like a little person on a tricycle? She asked us. We didn't, just to be clear, we didn't do this. She's like, what if we get a little person on a tricycle delivery? She goes, the bottle's bigger than him. I was like, I was like, that's pretty crazy. We're like, but we definitely don't want to do. Like, we're good, we're good. But that was like, that was funny. When she said that to me, I was like, people can do. People do that. She's like, oh, all the time. People drink so much champagne there too. Like, if you have like oh, yeah. one of the really high minimum tables, like you got to spend twenty five to fifty k, and like you can't drink that much hard liquor, or you'll die. That's exactly like, what it that's is. Fifty bottles. Like you need to like, get nice champagne to hit the minimum. People are like, oh, why do people have like ten thousand exactly dollars bottles of champagne? Is. It's like you have to get like four of them, or you're gonna have alcohol poisoning because yeah. everything else yeah. is too strong. For George's birthday, it's like, like the, his actual birthday goose. night, I think we were ten of us, eight of us, and like our table was whatever like it was expensive it wasn't that bad couple yeah, yeah like whatever 10 15 whatever it's like cheap for vegas almost like yeah some honestly spots, it's, yeah it's like, like well considering we were 10 guys right yeah. it wasn't or we eight guys so oh, two guys ten, didn't ten. yeah two guys didn't make it out so we were down to eight within an hour three guys left an hour after that another guy left we're down to three people at this point and it was and, my birthday weekend i left too i was left. like dying then i'm like i get out my, the next day was my birthday so the guy who was like our host who's with us all the time Shout out Mr. T. Um, he's <laughs> always Mr. T. Yeah, yeah Mr. T. he's the best. <laughs> he's, the he's, been, he's looked out for us for a long time. Uh, but, my cousins knew him. But yeah, so I'm like, he's like, he looked at me. He's like, you look like you're dying. Like your birthday's tomorrow. Go. Just go. I'll take you home. So like, he, I went. And when I left, like two of my buddies and my brother were like, we're gonna go too. So, so it's basically me and two other guys. <laughs> and, and we I just got like an hour in. Yeah, like Red Hawks on. Again, our, our table's like 10, 15 k minimum. I think it's around two, three a.m. And we look around. I'm like, how much we got left? She's like, you have five grand left. I'm like, what? And we're dead. It's three of us. We have, we have two bottles. Oh, so unlimited oh, bottles. I was like, okay, what can I get for five grand? She goes, oh, don't worry. I got you. She's like, what name do you want? And I'm like, George. Because <laughs> George was gone. So they bring out like five magnums of like Dom with like this big massive sign. Blah, like, <laughs> Happy know, birthday, million, George. A million there. girls. Meanwhile, it's me and my two buddies just trying not to die at this point. Yeah. Everyone's looking at us like, why did they look so miserable? <laughs> that was wow, we didn't look miserable. I'm sure but we just... But that was a long trip. That, that was, was Coachella. That was a long trip. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Um, I want to ask, what's your favorite city or country you've got to travel to because of music? 
Uh, I mentioned Scandinavia earlier. Like either Perfect. either I'd Japan, either Japan or Norway. Like I've been to Norway a bunch because like obviously Kaigo's from there. Like his whole touring team is a lot of guys from there. Like Astrid S is from there. Uh, the one singer did yeah, only one rings. Yeah. yeah, so like, I've spent a lot of time in Norway. And my mom was married to a speed skater from Norway when I was younger. I for, think you like, told me this. Yeah, I he's like an Olymp- Olympic gold medal speed skater. Uh, Johan Koss. He started right to play that yeah. charity. Yeah. You know what's yeah. funny? We're talking about so now. And I, I, re- I remember yeah. talking about this at, at Parlor that day. Okay, so let's. I want to talk about Scandinavian trip because it looked crazy. Yeah, that would be like almost a year ago now. No, it was like end of November last year. But yeah, I've spent a lot yeah. of time in Norway. Um, so what countries did you do on this trip? Just Scan- uh, just not just Scandinavia. That's not our country. Uh, just Sweden <laughs> and Norway. Just the two of them. And like how many bounce- places? Uh, I think it was six shows. So like maybe like seven or eight cities because we'd be like we had a week off so and like sick. went somewhere. Uh, Do you guys play uh, what's Kygo's hometown? Um, Bergen. Bergen. We played it. a tiny bar. Uh, like Actually, 100, I remember this. Yeah, I've seen 150 this. person was bar. It a basement or something? We were like the upstairs attic almost. So you can fit like 70 people up there. Um, but like all Kygo's friends came out. Kygo came out. Alan Walker's also from Bergen. Bergen's like a weird town of like 300,000 people. But it's like Kygo's from there. Alan Walker's from there. Cream who's another big DJ duo is from there. So a singer named Sigrid who's like right, right from there. Like there's like five or six big acts who like all are like international small, acts random little town. from this tiny little town. And it's not like they've like collaborated with each other and like brought each other up. They've all just like individually gotten really successful. And That's I don't crazy. know why. Anyways, we filled up this like upstairs with all Kygo's friends and like. Was it a private party or like a show? No, it was show? a public party, but like we turned it into a private party because like we just, the guys yeah. like. Hey, I need I need 80 comps uh, sir this <laughs> venue only holds 90 people okay well that's your problem but it's like two of the biggest DJs in the world are there and like we like I don't do a back to back to back set and the guy's like whatever you guys want like we got it on the house so Sean <laughs> Kygo's musical director the British he's not even from there he's from the UK but he flew up for the show just to see everyone uh, who helped me with my live set He's like, oh, I got this. And he was just like going to the bar and be like, like, I need 10 shots of tequila, 20 shots of tequila. And just was like walk around <laughs> like a tray. server with a tray of tequila shots, just handing them out to all Kygo's friends. But like literally Kira Kygo, his like his buddy Mads was literally shirtless hanging from the rafters. Like people were actually hanging from the ceiling. Like someone like boosted him up. He's like hanging there. It's like. That's why I picture just- Ollie doing the same thing. Yeah. It's yeah. just a different vibe though out there. Like, yeah. you know, like that was an especially crazy party. Like that we all were rough the next day. Yeah. <laughs> imagine. But even in general, like I find that obviously I have not been to a party like that, but like partying in Europe, going to clubs in Europe, it's just different. I feel like people are just, you're, they're more for the music, for the experience, for the vibe. They're kind of, you see just kind of people acting like, not kind of crazy the right word, but like people hanging from the raft and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I mean, I go to Greece in summer. I see like guys in the, in the bars and they're playing, but like here it's a little bit more like, You'd be with your group, but there it's like, let's enjoy the moment. It's have yeah. fun kind of thing. And people are trying to be too cool here. Like bit. that happens a lot in Europe too. Like, like South of France, the like pen, people yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, he's like billionaires, like buy, but like they're more like chill about it. I feel like, yeah, they're not like, they're not like trying to, they're, definitely, they're definitely trying to show off or that definitely but, happens Yeah, but I know too. what you mean. Like guys like, will have fun. It's not like, it's not like you, like if you act a bit of like a, like a goof sometimes, whatever, it's not as frowned yeah. upon out there. It's not as taken as seriously kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. Depends on where you are, obviously. Fair, yeah. fair. Yeah, like Ibiza will always be Ibiza. Like Ibiza, gonna... South of France, Mykonos, so you're not going to go like Monaco, these places and like hang from rafts and stuff like that. But yeah. when you kind of get into the smaller, I mean, maybe. Yeah, it depends on how much you're spending. That's yeah, what they'll let you do. What they'll let you There's do. a price on everything, man. That's a very fair point. Okay, so. Go ahead. I was going to stay on this topic. Um, so you did Bergen. What other, what other cities did you do? I'm trying to remember like the order this went in. Uh, we started in like a spot called Salen. It's like a little like ski town in northern Sweden. And like I played these, uh, it's called like the Rust parties. Like these ski parties were all like the, tw- like exactly I think it's like their last like. year, first year university, all these kids. Last go year, high, it's last year of high yeah. school and they put together all this money to make 
this big party yeah, and they make their own buses. songs. Yeah. Yeah. They make their own songs. Um, yeah. So I played like one of those parties to start. Then I think then two nights later I was somewhere in Norway. Uh, did you like play three, Oslo? No, I didn't do all. Huh? That was the only show in, uh, that's like, like, Norway, that's only big city. Toronto, I didn't right. That's there. Yeah. Which I doesn't make sense. Cause like my most like listeners in any city, like monthly on Spotify is Oslo. Really? It's like technically my biggest city in the world. Like at one point, really? right after I released, like only when it rains, I think like 80,000 people a month were listening to my song in Oslo and there's only 800,000 people there. It's like one in 10 <laughs> people are listening to me every month, but like I didn't play a show there, which didn't that's make any crazy. sense. I don't why know do why. you think that you think it's the affiliation with Kygo or I just didn't like the timing didn't work out or something. No, I meant the, the track. Why do you think it's so big specifically in well, Oslo? Astra is also from, it's like the biggest city I mean, in Norway and like they're big on Spotify there. Like, you would well, think Spotify, be, was, Spotify was invented in, in Sweden. Sweden, right, yeah. right. But if you look at like my Apple stat, like my, my stats on the back end, like it's like 50% of my streams like will roughly come from Apple, like 50% Spotify. for Spotify, depending on the song. It's like usually 60, 40, maybe like a, a little bit different than that. But like for North America, for like for like Scandinavia, it's like 99% like Spotify. Really? Yeah. Well, how much of a but, difference, eh? Yeah. But yeah, also because Kygo and Astrid are both from there though. And so. Yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. like but, the... the influence from them mm-hmm. i think i was gonna go back I was supposed to go back like around now and play the festival circuit like a month ago and like oslo is a big one every year so i think they wanted to save it for that but what's yeah. this like what's the sets like out there because they get sun in the summertime until what 10 11 p.m it's later like some parts got like it all night round i, think they have um, like I was there in november though so i had the opposite it was like yeah, all, yeah, dark. all dark yeah Shit. dark, I, dark think all day. I think during yeah. christmas it's literally dark from 10 uh, 10 a.m to or sorry, it's light from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's it. Yeah, we had a week. That's o- like when people are still in school. We had a week off in Stockholm, and like, I think it was like the rainiest stock like uh, November in Stockholm in like 20 years. Like the sun would come up at like maybe like 10 a.m. Like and go down at two, but like it was yeah. just gloomy the whole time. It was like a week of no sun. It was just like That's the worst. Of, is that does that make you feel, like? Do you feel? I mean, you're technically there, kind of like I guess working, but also on vacation kind of yeah. thing. Do you feel like? Did that puts a damper on your mood? Are you like in like a bad mood or is it? That was like an interesting, we were there like for a month and that was like the fourth week. So we we're kind of like burnt out. Yeah, you guys me were there my, for a month. Yeah. All he left wow. early, but uh, me and my video guy were just there for that last week. Sick. We was like, we're kind of like, okay, like, we just want to like chill. Like we've done so many touristy things for the past three weeks. And like every day is like, let's go get content. Let's go try out restaurants. Let's like yeah. get ready for the show. Or like, it's so, like at that point we're just kind of like, Hey, like I just we're finally in a nice, like, like city hotel. Not like they're like amazing hotels, but in, like these boutique hotels and like, northern norway you're staying at for a little bit and there's like some beautiful beautiful hotels but like there's not much you have to go out and do activities we're finally okay we're in a hotel has like a steam room and a gym and like room service let's like chill for a couple days and trying to wind a bit eh yeah yeah you're a pretty fit guy do you work out when you're on tour i will in a long one if it's like a three-day weekend thing usually not like because like the way ollie my tour manager we we know but for people who don't know shout out ollie uh he likes booking really early flights because he doesn't want us to miss the later flight and then like if you miss the later flight you're you aren't gonna make the show so it's like it's usually like we like it's wake up thinking. like you know it's like you'll be able to like playing to like 2 30 yeah, like yeah. at your hotel by three like try to be in bed like a bit after that you gotta unwind a bit after like the show after jumping yeah. around you can't fall asleep right away but then you're usually up at like eight to get to the airport again so you're not sleeping much so you like go sleep a bit on the plane sleep yeah, a bit yeah. when you get to the next city like yeah try to like get up my video got mats like we need to get photos and like he'll like drag me out of bed and we'll go get photos go get and then then like kind of touch up my set for the city and then get some dinner and play another show. So like some spots will work out. Like if I'm, if it's a short flight or like a good flight, but 
for the most part, it's like it's kind of like I'll get through the weekend and then work, yeah. work out hard during the well, week. Well, for your three day weekend too, like if you're doing Vegas and I mean you have a day off in the middle kind of thing, I'm, I'm sure like Vegas is Vegas, but yeah. I guess after doing that many weekends, that many shows, eventually you try to mix in like workouts, and like yeah, I need some downtime because Vegas also has like the spas and like all yeah, they got nice too. gyms. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be a different situation. I think after like a couple weeks in Vegas, you're probably like I need to chill out and like yeah. <laughs> to, like find the healthy spots to eat and not hit like a buffet or like the like the best restaurants every single day. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. A yeah, bit. but Scandinavia, like when I could, like we were hiking a lot and stuff too. We were staying so you're constantly there. moving. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are always outdoors out there. Yeah. Yeah. We had like two full weeks off and like not together, but like at one part, uh, Johannes, who's Kygo's photographer, had the week off too. So like. Yeah, he's a sick photographer. Yeah. He, uh, his buddy drives for Porsche Norway. So like he lent us like a Porsche for the week and like we like ripped up in these mountains, stayed at a hotel from, have you seen Ex Machina? It's like a movie. With yes. Like, with. Uh, Charlie Stan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, no, Alicia no, no. Vikander. Ex Machina is with um, the guy who plays. Poe Dansby in Star Wars, which yeah. is his name. Um, I'll remember it. Uh, it says an I. Isaac, Isaac something. Uh, Isaac, yeah, something. Anyway, something but, Isaac. Jonathan Isaac or something Isaac. Anyways. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, we stayed at the hotel though. It's like this crazy kind of eco hotel. Like it, it's where they shot that whole movie. Like in oh, yeah? Norway. But yeah, we stayed there for a night and like there's like seven bedrooms. Like it's like, like these crazy little pod rooms around like this farmhouse, and you have like these big group meals. They like ripped up the next week, drove like higher up into like the Unreal. like the fjords and like took a like a helicopter back and like yeah, doing stuff you're doing stuff like that. Man. So it's like that was like a pretty crazy active week. But then that's sick. Then Stockholm Oscar, was different. Oscar Isaac, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. That movie's, cra- that movie's Still crazy. Still don't know who it is. Sorry, yeah. you should watch it. It's crazy. Oh. And um, you'll watch it because you know who's in it. The girl, um, Alicia Vikander. That's it. Uh, Michael. Um, oh, Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah Tomb Raider. Uh, Love her. <laughs> she is. You know what she's married to? Um. Who's the guy in Glorious Bastards? Uh, Michael Fassbender. Oh, really? Magneto. Yeah, the guy's Fassbender. a stud. Yeah, yeah Magneto's a beauty. Yeah. I'll always remember him in Glorious Bastards where he goes, uh, try, like, he does a three like this, but it's really supposed to be like this. I don't remember? <laughs> no, I don't Anyways, remember. whatever. That's irrelevant. Besides, <laughs> ignore me. Ignore yeah. me. Like, I remember the scene. I yeah, you know what I'm talking about. There you go. Yeah, There's yeah, the part where this. George is going to superimpose a clip from that movie. No, right I just there. always remember that because I remember Germany and, like, I know it's like, just reminds me of, like, talking about how clubs are, like, about music in Europe and not, like, showmen and whatever, all, like, showing off and everything. Germany is, like, the epitome of that. And I remember I went with my buddy, Mike Lutner. Shout out to Mike Lutner. He'll listen to this. I don't think I've shouted him out yet. Me and him were there. We were, like, young. We were, like, 2015. And, like I again, new music. I, I kind of listen to deep house techno, all that stuff. But I've never experienced clubs like that where it's literally like I don't think any club in Berlin is bottle service. You go up to the doors and you have to like if you look at a tourist act like a drunk idiot, you're not getting into these clubs because they want people to go for the music. Yeah, so I'd have to cool. go to the door and be like, they'd be like, how many? And I'd be like, Sfai. And they'd be like, I have to pretend like I spoke some German, I'm just all black. And we got in everywhere except they didn't go to Bergheim because I was not risking that, but. Anyways, that's a little side note there. It's risky. It's not getting in. You don't want to wait in line for like two hours yeah. to be like denied. Yeah. A buddy of ours, I think, I don't know I want to say, but he went like, he wanted to go and he think he went three nights in a row and he never got in any night. I, I, know, I think it. I know who You probably is. know who I'm talking about. I'll tell you that. And I was just to say his name on the edge. <laughs> I don't know what I can say. But anyways, I had some friends go to and they said it's like next level. It's crazy. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can handle that. Go ahead. So what's, what's next for you? Obviously you've got this new track coming out tomorrow. Not really tomorrow, but tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. technically tomorrow. Yeah. What, what else is is on the horizon for you? Uh, more music. Always. I don't know. It's like my job as a producer. Like I don't really know when I'm gonna be touring next. I don't think anyone does. So just yeah. working away on on new stuff. I I think like I have a song coming December fourth. Okay. With uh, it's not a collab. It's like a singer, but it's like a cover of like a a '90s kind of like. 
one of those nineties vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of those 90s like vibey alternative songs that like sick. That was like uh I forget what movie it was in, but anyways, December fourth, that one's gonna be coming out. Then I have another collab coming out in January, I think. So you've got something basically oh, you once got a, a lot month for the next yeah, 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 next yeah. couple months. Yeah, and they're like always working on new stuff on top of that. I don't really know what my schedule's like beyond that, but at some point, either dropping an EP or roll everything onto an album in 2021. Sick. I almost said 2020. It's like, I feel like I've no, lost no, all 2020 years. Yeah. Almost yeah. over. Crazy. Like, this year literally flew. It by. literally felt like yesterday that we were sitting down at Parlor. Yeah. Or the porch. Yeah. That was nuts. I actually That was a vid- crazy day. <laughs> yeah. I have a video of me. I literally had a bottle of champagne. I don't even know how I had champagne at the porch. They gave the us champagne because, like, we didn't want to wait in that crazy mayhem for drinks. It was like, yeah, I've always feel dressed. I, so I start DJing. I'm like, I'll DJ for free if you give us champagne to drink. So my manager was there too, yeah. and like loved it. I just That's remember so I have sick. a bottle of champagne, and <laughs> I agree with leverage. They have this it. like I don't even know how you what you would call the stage was built on this like riser. It was like a scaffold that yeah, you put like scaffold. up on a building to to paint the side. But it was it was like a good. St- Two stories high. I think I've seen this video. So I literally grabbed the bottle. I was like, passed him. I was like, all right. You're climbing up and down the scaffold <laughs> with a bottle up. of champagne. It's like a bunch of like. Yeah, I literally tossed up and all these chimpanzees climbing <laughs> up and down this like scaffolding wearing ski outfits. So dangerous. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, man, we were way too. <laughs> seen that. You guys were like 80s retro ski outfit. Just Do you know who was building? DJing that dude uh, that day too? Neil Wong's brother. What's his uh, name? Backup DJ. Backup, Backup DJ. DJ. Yeah. I didn't know that was his brother. He had a time. sick outfit on. It was like a full length, like fur coat. Yeah. Like fur like, hat. Like the, like, didn't he have a fur? Like a fur, like one of those like, Russian, like, like, yeah, like yeah. cylinder fur hats. I just want to party right now. That's all I can think about is like, I, man, I miss like these kind of events. Man, it's, it's yeah. crazy. I lost my touch. I like, couple weeks ago i like drank like what i would usually drink before this and like i had like the worst hangover the next day i'm like oh, yeah. i don't know if i'm like healthy now my body's like i know what it feels like to be normal and not like yeah. tired all the time from touring but man it, it's it catches like, yeah. getting nice nine hour ten hour sleeps yeah then like i finally am like tired one day and hung over i'm like what the hell just happened like i'm all like <laughs> <laughs> it's funny so, uh, not really funny but i did this is we always say that it's all it's, and it's, it's and so my stories are never funny either when i say that no I was gonna do sober October, and I lasted like from the point of end. The last time I drank in September to like the day that I drank in October was like maybe two, two weeks. weeks. Or so, <laughs> which like I, I honestly just I like I could probably have lasted a month, but I'm like man, it's just like because of lockdown and everything. Like I don't need to drink every night, but I'm like man, like weekends I want to have a drink or whatever. So I was like, screw this, I'm gonna stop. Like whatever, I'm gonna have a drink. I had a couple that night, but the same thing. I think I went two weeks between my last one, and like even before that was sporadic. Mm-hmm. I woke up with the worst hanger on my hangover. I was like this this feeling sucks. And like, I don't feel like I drank that much that night either. And I was like, just, I was, the next day I was on my ass. I was like, couldn't get off the couch. I was like, this is terrible. I don't know if that's like what it always feels like when you're used to it. I think we're getting old. Like, like, that's why. You're like your bar for what normal is, is actually like 60%. It's like, oh, like I feel so <laughs> rested today, but you're not like really rested. Maybe yeah. like yeah. flying, like I've had to fly to LA twice. Like I was mentioning earlier, like during COVID and like, I get like jet lag now. I'm like, I'm used to, so used to flying. I landed in my first, I'm like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> why like, my eyes feel so droggy? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I finally am back to like, after not feeling normal again. I don't know. I guess cause you like, yeah, if you fly so often and you're traveling so often, so I'll be like, you land, you're like, okay, yeah. I'm ready to go. Even though you're tired, like, it's you're so used yeah. to it. You probably you're probably like, perpetually sleep. sleepy and like, kind of like a little dehydrated, but now it's like, you wouldn't go from being like normal back to like, it hits you a lot harder. Eh? Yeah. You probably have a good routine too when you fly. I just no? sleep like immediately That's on the plane. It. Like, I always you, buy you like a lounge before you get on the plane, lounge, eat, sleep, uh, a couple glasses of wine. Depends how long it is. Um, I usually just get like a couple bottles of water. Like if it's like a short flight, I'll grab like a Healthy liter of water. Guy. If it's like a couple hours, like I'll like a flight to LA, I'll get two liters of water and it's like usually chug one. Like as soon as I get on the plane, sleep. Like, chug I literally one talking about water makes me go pee. 
That's why I turned a little hot. <laughs> I, I do the same thing. Does, yeah. You know, like that's one of the best ways to fight jet lag, and like then you de- get dehydrated so much on airplanes. Yeah, it's like because there's no moisture in the air, and I think it's yeah. like the compression and stuff makes you breathe it out. But yeah, like I just I feel like I'm so busy when I'm not flying that like yeah, yeah when I'm yeah. on a plane, I know like my manager and like people can't get a hold of me. It's like phones off. Like I'll just pop like an audiobook or something and kind of in like low on my earbuds and just like pass out. For oh, like, so you do, you do actually listen to podcasts, audiobooks, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If I'm flying, I won't like listen to stuff I want to learn. Like I'll put like an audiobook I've already listened on, listened to or something like, so you can just kind of doze off. Yeah. And- it's kind of background noise. Okay. Like, cause I feel like if I don't have something, like you hear people like talking around you and like, then you kind of like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, bu- kind of stays in your head and keeps you awake kind of thing. Yeah. It's like just low in the background. Like something I don't really care about. Yeah. 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 But, do you, have you listened to any audiobooks recently that kind of like resonated with you? Uh, not, particularly okay. <laughs> um, well, i guess you're also not like maybe not yeah. flying and moving around as much like my, my go-to for flying is the alchemist though that's like like that book is it good i have it on my i have the actual book on my desk and i haven't it's like, like a really easy read like probably like it's probably technically a kid's book but it's like, kind of about like following your dreams but, like the guy who reads it jeremy irons he's like this old british actor the guy from and, die like, hard yeah it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like a very very good easy like like read like to fall asleep to soothing, so th- like soothing voice yeah that's my yeah. go-to i've been listening to like as far as podcasts i've been listening to i'm, I'm done it again but revisionist history that malcolm gladwell one yeah, where it's yeah. like that's pretty good okay i don't know or like if i'm not doing that i was like toss on like you know to kind of like an adventure novel or something it's kind of like just easy listening i don't really yeah, need to pay yeah, attention yeah. to it kind of like if i skip a chapter like i don't really care that's that much interesting i never would have thought that because you think like most people like if you're music you would think just to naturally assume that you're listening to music for inspiration or whatever but it's actually yeah. pretty interesting that you'd like kind of steer away from that yeah especially when you're on a plane like you're going to go play a show right so it's kind of like just gonna get tired of the same yeah. thing over and over and everything. Or like worry about my set i'm like oh i should put the song in and then i land and i like panic and try to like find the version <laughs> of the song i want to play <laughs> I don't know. It's easier not to think about music when I, like, I don't have to because I'm doing yeah, it all yeah. day. So What's your like goat? Oh, sorry. I was going to ask because you, you said nerves. Have you ever gotten nerves before going and playing, like, playing a show? Like just Ultra Japan when you walked up, were you like nervous or were you just hyped up to play? For like, festivals, not really. Like festivals are always pretty hype. You have like crazy production. There's like CO2, pyro, big video screens, like good sound systems. Never really for that. Um, more like club shows in like random cities. Like if I'm playing really? like... Columbus you think it'd the, be like the opposite yeah if I'm playing like Columbus for the first time ever I'm like I hope it's not dead I hope I, <laughs> I hope I sold tickets <laughs> like that's more to get nervous about that's fair that's yeah. fair and I always like I'm, I'm the worst at always like tweaking my sets and adding things like always always like stop fucking working on your laptop you need to play in like an hour stop like editing your set like I played like the two nights before and he's like your sets worked fine like you don't need to tweak stuff yeah, I'm, like, I'm yeah. like oh like this build-up wasn't perfect I'm like editing the editing my bootleg I play or something <laughs> I don't know I wanted to ask what's your go-to track where you're like you know what I need to make people scream or you know maybe the, the party the vibe's dying down a bit what's your go-to track that you always play because you know people are just gonna go nuts it depends on the crowd for like I don't know like Scandinavia like is pretty like jokes for some reason thinking about that like like I would play a YMCA every single set, like not even a dance version. Like my sets there were just so goofy, like <laughs> really? it's like straight up YMCA. And I got up and the, there's like videos we have of me up on the decks, like doing YMCA along with the crowd. It's so dumb. Um, hey, but man, if it works, it works. Yeah. It depends. Like usually it's like, like it's like cheesy, but it's like playing something that's like the super hot top 40 song. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have like a bunch of, I'll make a mashup and have it go into a really hard drop just to get people back. Like, okay. Like a couple of years ago, it was like the like crowd saver was always Mo Bamba, no matter what. Like everyone, like, track. especially the clubs I was playing were like top 40 or like college clubs. Like, yeah. I had yeah, like a really college good, ones, yeah. I made a really good like mashup of it where like it dropped super, super hard. And it was like the, it was like the, the set saver. But. Gets everyone going, <laughs> yeah. eh? Go ahead, Rick. No. Go. Oh, I was going to say, that's one thing I noticed too, like out of Scandinavia, well, maybe not Scandinavia, but like kind of that, like house music, and maybe Kygo, I just noticed it more because of him, but like that kind of 
bringing back oldies and playing that in sets too. Like, yeah. I was going to see DJs now, they'll bring out. I don't know where I was at a festival. Somebody played, what's it called? Rick, the Rick Roll song. Like, yeah, I'm noticing, like, yeah. I mean, obviously, Don, Hot Sum, um, Donna Summers, like, Hot yeah. Stuff, whatever. Yeah. And, like, I just feel like more people are bringing back, whether, like, yeah, Kygo made, a, like, a version of it. But in general, I feel like when I go to, like, a festival, see a show, go to a club, people are bringing back old music more yeah. now, like, the 80s type vibe. And Yeah, I think it's just, like, stuff people already know the lyrics to. Like, this, like, cover song I have coming out I was talking about, like, it's the first time I've done that. But, like, you play and people are like oh like, oh shit it's this song like, I know this and they're singing along right away you know so it's kind of like yeah it's, that's the easy part but Scandinavian people especially I don't know what it is about Norway like maybe it's just the people I know there but they love like throwbacks especially like super super cheesy yeah. ones I almost feel like I felt like I was almost a wedding DJ while I was there but like <laughs> really? in, a, in a fun way like also like Abba's from like I was also like every single one of my sets out there I closed up with Dancing Queen it's like not even like just like full four and a half minutes of it just like it goes straight winds down and just yeah no gimme gimme what's up guys going last song for you guys make some noise people love throwbacks though like one time when I was playing Story in Miami like Sarah who's like the VIP hostess there she walks up she's like she's this Irish girl she's like oh Frank I'm so sorry but I have a request for you she's like you need to play this and like she gave me like it was like Sweet Caroline Neil Diamond. Oh, yeah. Now I'm like, and like, story's like a pretty big club, and she's like, you oh, need to play yeah. all the way through. This table, like, I guess from uh, Dubai or something. You know, it's from Liverpool. Uh, oh. The reason I remember this will come up later in the story, but like, they like dropped a stupid amount of money on a table. It's like 100. They spent like 150k or something. Like, we want to hear Sweet <laughs> Caroline. Yep. Okay. There's a video yeah, somewhere. Like, <laughs> it's like I think I went on a one. There's a video of me at like three in the morning. Like. Like the whole club was singing Sweet Caroline and like the ba 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 and I'm like like I'm on the mic drunk like I pulled the music down like all my friends are there like I'm just singing in like acapella Sweet Caroline in the crowd <laughs> on, the, on the mic and then like uh, then the Liverpool part comes in because like they love that and they got a bunch more bottles and then they maybe play like the Liverpool soccer theme song which Come is like on. how do you even have these are you like no like, like the that? resident of the club yeah. Madness is like hey like here it is like he's like downloading stuff and giving it to me on a USB stick. But that song is super depressing, and no one cared about that song except for the table. <laughs> you and play it's it, it's like, it's and it's like secular. Liverpool, like flashing behind me, and everyone's like, "I'm like, yay, Liverpool!" and like drop back into a banger. Um, Thanks, these guys dropping money, but they just killed my set, killed my yeah. vibe. I'm like, next time I'm taking commission. Fuck, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it looks bad on me. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, I honestly, place like that, like Vegas, Miami, whatever. You spend money, you can get whatever. Well, you everything's want. for sale. Literally. Every, li yeah. Literally everything's for sale. EFS. It's great. Um, I wanted. To, I missed this question before, and I did want to ask you: What's your favorite part about producing? Uh, it's a tricky one. I was about to say when I finish a song, <laughs> so I don't need to worry. <laughs> so I don't need to worry about it anymore. Uh, I think like when you're first starting out and trying to figure out like what the song's gonna be, like, like kind of like when you just like have like a vocal you're working with, like it was like just vocal and piano. I'm like, oh, like I don't know where I'm gonna take this track, or like what the vibe's gonna be, or what the drop's gonna sound like. And I feel like the first like little bit, like probably 80% of the song gets done. Like you've like figured out a lot of creative stuff. Then like that's probably like 10% of the work. Then the other like 90% is like polishing it up and getting like mix mastered and like making sure all your sounds are good and like little tiny tweaks and no one's going to notice except for me. But yeah. like takes way more of the time. So I think it's when you first started out or like, I don't know, like I do like probably half of my stuff is songwriting. Like I'll write the lyrics with people and the other half's like I get pitch demos that are just like piano and a vocal. Okay. I don't know. When you get a really, really good demo and you're like, holy shit, this is going to be like a lot of fun to produce. Yeah, yeah. That's like the cool part. What do you find, what's a tough part for you? Is there something that when like growing up, I didn't even ask, like did you grow up in music? Like did you grow up like any instruments or were you just drawn to like the electronic production side of it? Like how did... I went to like an art school up in King City, uh, CDS okay. growing up. Um, Country day school. Yeah. Yeah, and we yeah. had to take, uh, we had to take music up till grade nine and I took trombone and like sang in the choir because you had to do that as well. Like from like 
uh, like I was there from like senior kindergarten all the way through. Wow. Um, but didn't think I'd do anything with it. So I took trombone. It's like a silly looking instrument. I'm yeah, like, of course. Yeah. I played the trumpet. I, I, I played the clarinet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, like stopped taking that in grade nine. Um, went to Laurier and played in the rugby team there for like a year and a half. And our you team, played rugby? Yeah. Wow. Oh, guys fit, man. Come on. What, what position? Uh, for club back in Aurora, I played flanker and then I played wing okay. for Laurier. It was bigger than two. So like 15, 20 pounds heavier. Really? Really? Yeah, but not like as healthy. I played rugby <laughs> for... Um, <laughs> not a healthy 15 I played uh, rugby I was like for... Probably 15, like 15 pounds of... Like 10 pounds of healthiness, 5 pounds of unhealthiness. Okay, you're trying to fair. keep like... You're running so much. You're trying to like... You need a bit of fat. Otherwise, yeah, you're yeah, turn. yeah. Well, plus yeah, yeah, when you have people like 200 pounds coming at you full speed. Yeah. No gear on. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I played York Yeoman for a couple of years when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, I was shit though. I played for the, the Barbs on Aurora Barbarians. Yeah, I was terrible. Our team was pretty good. Like I worked my way up to like I was subbing for the first. So I'm like, this is not fun anymore. Like, like I like I don't want to. I have up. to like I'm like small for this like division. Like at my I don't know. I was like yeah. maybe like 192, like 200 pounds, which isn't small, but like these like big men who like people are so, like like yeah. trying to get on Team Canada at the first yeah. level. It's like televised on local TV and like everyone who's playing are like tough. They're all like construction workers or like they're like big men hitting you. Really yeah, like, so you're not playing with like, it's not like a young guy's team. It's like no, playing with like no. real. No, club level is hard. Like that's the point where I'm like, okay, like I'm getting my ass kicked every Saturday because I'm like, like to, if you like, I don't know, my position too was like when I was playing flanker, I was like small for the position but like had good cardio. I was like in a lot of contact. So I'm like every week, I'm like just limping around all week to go get beat up again on Saturdays. I'm like, okay, I need to like <laughs> focus on music at this point. I was like 22 or something. But anyways, I played at Laurier. Our team wasn't that good. And I was like DJing our house parties and the football team's house parties at that point. And I'm like, this is way more fun. And like, I don't get sore every week. So like I stopped playing the team, just kept playing the house parties. And then like Pat, you know Pat McDonald? Yeah, yeah. Like he had like a Tuesday night of the Fox and the Fiddle and Waterloo. Didn't so Pat started, like, start with him. Um, 12 bars? Yeah, him and Mike. Are they, him and they, Mike, right? Yeah, him and Mike Horner. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're throwing a bunch of events out in Waterloo. I started DJing them and then kind of like started liking that, figuring out production on the side. Um, How'd you figure out production? Like kind of through YouTube. My yeah. buddy Glenn Morrison at the time was like teaching me stuff. I know Glenn what? Morrison. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know him personally, but yeah. he did a he party for us. New Year's. No. He was supposed to play the best New Year's that never he happened. He played before Avicii the first time. Yeah. Yeah, they got shut down. I think. Yeah, that was the one that got no, shut but down. No, but but he but played the, at the after show. Yeah, the one a week later at Rebel, whatever Rebel was called before. Um, Sound Academy. Yeah, because I opened that show New Year's Eve and I played Glenn Morrison. I was supposed to play before Glenn Morrison, yeah. and then I was playing. And anyways, yeah, rest is the best. The best party that never happened. Yep, that would have been crazy. Yeah, he anyways, did. he started teaching me stuff. Um, kind of on the side, I graduated. I was like working with my family a little bit, doing like some marketing and business strategy stuff like DJing on the weekends and producing a night and my mom's like you can't start this when you're 40 like you need to start doing it now while you're young and like take a shot so That's I worked I kind of did like it both for like a year then stopped working at like a business environment for like after a year and went full-time into production and that's it the rest is history yeah wow it's actually good that you like got the support too because like some people would say like like they, you know some parents might be like you know this is not a serious gig or something anything kind of do with like arts or kind of do your own thing yeah. it's not typical like the typical path so that's pretty cool that they supported it too like to yeah my mom's always been like really big into music and stuff like she tried to get me to do like piano and guitar lessons and stuff when i was younger but i was like a little kid and i'm like i want to go play video games I wanna, like, <laughs> now you're like shit i wish i knew how to yeah, play i wish it now i'm like trying to teach myself through like i play now but like i've like taught myself again through youtube i like i can't read sheet music or anything I'm yeah, just, yeah. Like, play by ear but like i wish i'd like taken lessons for 15 years and like could like it's crazy. Like as rip, you, as you like get older, rip anything. You know? Yeah. Know. Um, but yeah, yeah. She's like super like supportive. Like she like invested in record labels and stuff when I was younger. And like, oh, she's so been, like she's a lot of, like friends oh, with okay. musicians and stuff. So she was like cool. she thought it was cool and was like pretty supportive of it. That's awesome. I don't know if they all thought it would last this long. They probably go he'll do it for a year and then come back to work. 
I don't know. Nah, Sorry, my nah. leader. I'm yeah, yeah. Damn it. Why did I tell him it was okay? <laughs> well, so now, she, she, I was going to say, she must be a, such a big supporter of you, right? Like she's, does she come to your shows? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there are. They're still like this. I feel like it's like our mom's so similar. Yeah. Our mom's. My mom likes like, do. she doesn't like coming to my shows in Toronto. She likes coming when I'm somewhere like nice. Like yeah. Miami, <laughs> like Miami. She'll like fly down to Miami and see me play. If I'm playing at Rebel, she's like, I'm not going there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I mean, yeah. I mean, all fairness, I, I would yeah. make she sense. uses me as like an excuse to travel. It's good. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I want to ask this before again, and I missed it. Does your mood affect the type of music you make? Uh, not really. Like, it's not like I'm just sitting down and producing a song all in one go. It's usually like a process that takes a few weeks. So, okay. Some days I'm definitely more productive than others. Like, some days you're just tired or like don't feel like producing, and it's like, I don't know, it feels like work. Other days it's like, yeah, you yeah, get like creative, like you get like a creative spirt at like yeah. 8 p.m. and you're working till like 5 in the morning, and like it's amazing and yeah, having a good sense. time. So, are it depends. You, are you producing like, so now, like you said, you have a couple songs coming out. Are you. When you're here, are you typically like every day in the studio? Do you kind of just when you're in the mood to go? How did like what's your vibe with that? Uh, kind of it kind of depends. Like I had a studio space at the beginning of COVID. I owned like a house I've been planning on like renovating for a bit and like flipping. But I built a studio room in it, but now we're actually renovating it. So like, I don't have a studio. So I'm working out of my headphones. So it's like every day I do at least a bit of work on headphones. But like I also like, do my own graphic design. I'm like involved in like the visual side of it too. Like right now I'm like working with a director trying to plan out my next music video and like what my next artwork's gonna look like and. Wow. I don't know, I like being pretty hands-on with everything. So you make the Loud yeah. Luxury one, like I'm like coordinating our kind of social schedule for this release. And yeah, like, they're giving me feedback. Probably like, hey, like here's like an Excel sheet of what we should probably be posting every day. Like, let me know. So wow. I don't know. It's like I, I stay busy with music-related stuff every day. So you have to stay involved in all aspects. You're not just like, you're not just all doing the music. Like right now you're trying to do like a little bit of everything and like you're, there's nothing you really won't do in, in the whole yeah. process. I think a lot of people are involved in quite a bit of it. Like I don't okay. think there's many artists on the dance side that are just like purely producers. Like there obviously are, but... I don't know. I like seeing involved in everything. It's probably because I like I went to business school too. So like I like I like running my digital. And ad you said you had a background in marketing too, right? Uh, I specialized in international business at Laurier, okay. but like the marketing side is kind of like I feel like the probably closest parallel from like music to other stuff. It's yeah, like yeah. targeting ads and like the branding side and stuff. Yeah, that so. makes sense. Very cool. But yeah, yeah, I like seeing involved in all all sides of it. Can add, I? don't know. It's like, good. It keeps you busy too, right? Like, I mean, and it's obviously like being being a creative and the music side of producer, all that stuff, it's still like it translates, right? I guess like visual design is a little bit different than audio, but it's still, there's still kind of, there's still synergy there and they're still similar. Yeah. And like even like the release planning side and all that stuff, it's like, it's fun to not just like have to be like purely creative hat all day, you know? It's like to stay in like a little bit involved in your career and like have to do some stuff as a bit more like thinking. Yeah. So like it keeps like, I don't know, it keeps you like fresh. Do you like the business side of the music? Like, do you like to get involved in all that stuff when it comes to whether it's like, you know, working with like the agents or the tours and all that stuff? Or do you kind of leave that to your managers? To, to uh, my managers handle more of like the kind of like negotiating side on like splits because I think it's probably, it's hard to like fight for yourself on that respect. You kind of like want to keep like yeah, you, well, you want art, artists like stay friendly and like managers can kind of argue with each other. True. Um, then agencies kind of schedule a tour. It's like, we'll talk with my agent and be like, Hey, like the city was really good last time. Let's try to go there again. Or like that city sucked. Let's not yeah. play. Like, I don't know. One time I played on Monday night in Boston, which like Monday nights in Boston are usually sick, but like it was a night. I think the Bruins got kicked out of the playoffs and like no one was out. It was yeah, like rough, one. but well, uh, it's kind of about that. But now I talked to my agent, like next time I'm going back, like let's not do like a night where they're like, there's potential to like, have, like a sports team. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are some of your there. favorite cities in the States to play? Uh, I play Miami a lot just because my manager's from there and like he's got a good relationship with Grutman so I play live yeah, yeah. usually like four or five times a year and like oh. Ultra's there and like they just get booked for like New Year's Eve events and stuff um, definitely Miami New York's fun um, 
those are probably like my two most consistent. Any any Outside random Toronto. cities? Toronto's obviously like yeah, Toronto obviously. Um, like is there like Kentucky? You know, or I don't know. There's been a few like my buddies like run these festivals down like Columbus and stuff. Like there's like some like kind of like smaller like states you wouldn't picture, but like there's like college parties like people party yeah, pretty hard. There's like a lot of fun okay. to play. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it depends. It depends on the night. Like you never really know like what's gonna be like the best city to play and what's gonna go off what's not like you have yeah, cities like you love and it's like a, a bad night like it rains or something and like people just aren't feeling it yeah yeah boston on a monday i was um, gonna say like <laughs> what's what's your, your like what's your least favorite show you played maybe uh, not a specific show but or city so we don't maybe out anybody i've had a couple like i have one in philly that just like wasn't like well thought out by like all parties i got added like to the show super super last minute like i got booked on a tuesday to play like on the thursday like two days later like so like no one had time to promote it like we didn't really look at this calendar and like College just finished like the week before, so like, everyone kind of went home and like people that were in Philly, like we're going to see the same club had like someone huge, like it's like Travis Scott or something was making an appearance like the day later. So like no one wanted to come see me when Travis Scott's there the day later, and people didn't even know I was playing. Like I announced I was in Philly, yeah, and yeah. they're like, everyone's like, oh shit, like I didn't realize you were here. Um, and it was also raining. It's like whenever it's rainy, it's like not fun to <laughs> play. But that was like that like was so true. Though. That like wasn't really anyone's fault. It was like it was like everyone kind of been like it, we should have just like looked and been like, hey, like this is a bad like week to book yeah stuff like everyone just left for like left it was kind of rushed like, like yeah. it was a thursday like kind of like one of those things I, I don't know it wasn't like i don't know it's like that's like when the city's bad to play it's not like cities are i guess you learn bad. that as you get as you go to and like as you your career grows all that stuff you kind of get the feel as you tour more and all yeah. that stuff like and you get better at turning down shows like my agent will send me something to me and my manager and like now i know it's like like kind of what time of year it's like hey let's not force it we don't need to go like play a city i've never been to before and it's usually trying to force like a hard ticket yeah. night or something yeah, it's like, yeah, let's yeah. go like the first one there like go to a night where it's like they have more built in like a friday night that's known for dance music in this town yeah colorado is a really good city thinking back to like play like denver's really yeah i heard that i've heard that before Colorado's a great market in general like denver's a lot of fun i've played there a couple of times my buddy's own belly up in aspen which is like a ton of fun. it's like this little like 400 person venue that is in aspen but they book like Kygo, Diplo, like like they've had dead mouse. venue. Yeah, Aspen's super expensive, so like they can afford it. Like oh, take it, like it's because it's small, and like during like ski season, they'll do like hey, like four hundred dollar tickets, but there's gonna be like three hundred fifty people here seeing dead mouse in this tiny little room. So that is so crazy. And they've had it's been a club for like twenty five years. Like my buddies run it now, but their dad started it before, and they've had like epic, epic acts in there. Like the Foo Fighters played there. Like they like like even before that, there's like like huge acts so they're back in the day their dads was the book and stuff too and all that like it's yeah been like a, it's like a staple out there yeah it's like a family thing. yeah oh, and then like aspen's also a really good music market there's like a lot of like money and like they'll do stuff during the x games and like the chain yeah. smokers i feel like there's play. so like, much going on in aspen play. all the time though yeah, like, yeah especially like, even in the winter you think winter's like a bad season for for no, going out and partying your ski towns like that just crush yeah. yeah those are always fun shows but always horrible hangovers you like forget like you're drinking <laughs> at altitude so like things hit you like four times as hard and you get super dehydrated and, oh like, yeah our buddies also own like the matsuhisa out there which is like essentially nobu it's just branded differently it's like the same chef so you have like amazing sushi for dinner and like lots of sake and then like go to the club and drink after you're done <laughs> and like it? you just Frank? get hit so hard but the next day you're like, you always fly out like this is one little airport you're always sitting in the airport dying i'm like oh why did you was it you that told me the story about when you guys were there in aspen and then you you went to this party i guess and then had to ski the way home ski down the hill on the way home yeah cloud nine my manager was, was there too he met uh did you meet miles that, yeah, yeah i don't think he didn't come to your house but no no he was at the operator yeah we were all together there yeah, yeah. we were there but, for president's day in the states um, which apparently is a massive party holiday. Like I didn't realize how hard people go on President's Day. When is sorry? Weird question. When is President's Day? I think it's January. Okay. Whatever the one in January is. Um, okay. Maybe it's like fa- like our family day. Maybe. 
Okay. I don't know. know It's February. Regardless, continue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, So it's like this plot called Cloud Nine and Aspen. It's known for like these kind of crazy. It's like they have this champagne spraying bit. Like, so everyone like knows it's coming. It's like famous for this. Like, it's up on top of the hill. Everyone's eating. You have like these nice meals. And then everyone gets champagne. And there's like a quick champagne, like, not even quick. Like, there's a time where like they play the song and everyone starts spraying each other champagne. And I thought it'd be quick. I thought it'd be like, hey, like, how much champagne can they spray? I'm like, I'm not gonna, I don't want to like ski down soak. So I took my shirt off. So I'm standing there shirtless and like this, on top of a mountain. You're oh, inside the bar. You're inside, inside the on bar. top of a mountain. But like people are going in and out of the door. It's still cold. This thing lasted for half an hour. And I'm just, by that point, like my snow pants down to my ski boots are drenched in champagne. I'm, sh- I'm like shivering cold because people keep going out. I'm like, when does this stop? Like, I just want to put my clothing back on. I'm like, I don't know. It, it sounds fun. like a nightmare. Yeah. Sounds like my kind of party. <laughs> I just knew like everyone, we were between, like we got randomly seated. Uh, like my manager's crew was like at the one table and then the table behind us was like a bunch of people we knew from Miami. Like a bunch of the guys from Live were all on vacation. Like they're like hospitality guys and Cedric Gervais, who's a DJ from Miami, also has yeah. a spot in Aspen. And I was like seated right between the two tables. I'm like, I'm like, I know I'm going to get absolutely soaked. I'm like, I'm taking my shirt off at a time. It's just, like, <laughs> that's it. But yeah, it lasted a lot longer than I thought it would. We well, made it down like, the hill in one piece though. Yeah, that's risky though. You can like just party like crazy up top, and then just let people ski down after flying yeah. down the hill. I, know, I wasn't like bombing. I wasn't even like drinking. I just feel like you just like, absorb champagne through your skin at that point. Like, <laughs> I think I had like drenched. a beer. With, I had a beer with dinner, and then like you're getting like drenched in champagne by breathing it in for half an hour. That's so know. crazy. That that's actually a thing that you spray, especially in the middle of like a winter, like up on a hill. It's like, Aspen. I mean, you see that like yeah, it's Aspen. It's Aspen. Where the <laughs> wine flows like what? Are the, what is it? The river. Fl- I can't I remember. Can't remember. The beer flows the like wine. I don't know. It's like that. Dumb and dumber reference. Um, yeah, man, that's fucking crazy. I got a couple of random ones that I'm, I'm going to hit you with. Um, the <laughs> oh, first no. one is what's something that people wouldn't know about you from Instagram or Google? Like what, do you have a hidden talent or random post on Instagram? I really like cooking though. Like I cook okay. a lot. I want to be a chef when I was younger, like before going to business school, then my parents were like, maybe you want like something that doesn't have the worst hours <laughs> ever. <laughs> that's true. Actually. So, like, Cause I work all weekends and I became a DJ and I don't have weekends anyways. Cause I'm always touring, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really like cooking. I've been doing a lot of that during COVID. I just what, ordered what's a, your like specialty dish. My go-to to like impress people is like I always do like a nice mushroom risotto. Okay, it's I was like, just thinking that for some reason. I don't know why we, when you say I like, press someone, I just feel like a, I was gonna think a risotto or something. Like risotto, like it's, it's like once you know how to do it, it's like easy to like make taste really taste really good, and like you can like serve with anything else. Like I don't. Stay, it's kind of fancy. You make it for like make it some, for a girl, yeah. kind of like you know, kind of nice. I just bought like a couple of truffles on top. I just bought a sous vide machine, so I'm experimenting with that, like the full on like water bath, like you like yeah, yeah, ones, yeah. like or like vacuum seal stuff. So our buddy of ours, had, Alexander, ready, yeah. Alexander. Yeah. he uh, he prepared this lamb when we went up to George's uh, lake house a year ago now. More, no, whatever. 20, so like, yeah, he spent wow. probably like four hours preparing this lamb. This We're just all drinking like all and day. And our like, buddy comes in with KFC, and we just destroyed the KFC. Left his lamb. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> we were like hey, before. Yeah, he used to, like literally was out from the morning to make it, and like cut it up. It was nice for like. For like, we're like we'll take hammered. the KFC. We got KFC. We're good. <laughs> felt really, felt yeah. kind of bad. Yeah. Sorry, Alexander. We'll, we'll so, eat it next time. Yeah, I've been in like a lot of that though. I just yeah, got like a, you know master class. So you have like the lessons. Yeah, like yeah. now all I do is just watch cooking master classes. I find them like like entertaining to like have really? on in the background and stuff. Do you, do you watch uh, cooking shows? Uh, sometimes like I'll, like Netflix has a couple good ones where yeah, like yeah. I like the competition ones. I feel like Food Network is now just turning into like baking challenges with kids. Like yeah. well, we had um, like I don't really care about like watching an 11 year old try to bake cookies like a i don't yeah. like baking and like b if i try to do that i could probably do it better than this kid like i don't want to watch someone do something worse than me so like, i love it i, love I it. like that we, we had uh brad smith on during covid and he was he hosts a lot of those cooking shows too yeah. and he says yeah sometimes it's it's just all for entertainment purposes and the food's like not even that good yeah yeah but 
Do you watch uh, Chef's Table? Yeah, so good. It's if you can go to one, I, I mean, I don't know if how many of them you remember. There's so many seasons now, but if you can go to one of those restaurants, which one would you go to? I've been to Alinea, that one from in Chicago, season two, episode one. Yeah, the Grand Ache yeah. one. Like it's so probably the best meal I've ever had in my life. Really? Yeah. Have you seen the barbecue season that just came? It out? It just came out. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy in Australia that does like this crazy, crazy, yeah, that crazy looks barbecue. From Sydney. Yeah, that looks sick. Yeah, that one like definitely would go to, but I don't know when I'm gonna get to Australia. But there's a bunch of really cool. I ones saw there. that one. He cooks. So this guy, you have to watch this. It's, it's like I, I don't two, watch it's that. like what like 270 day dry aged beef, but he like coats it like it's in crazy. beef fat, so like, it doesn't go bad. Like yeah. it's but like it has to be so tender. He cooks everything with fire, so the restaurant is based on like he believes that fire is part of the experience. So like he'll even make the salads like the grills. He grills it's his all romaine, wood fire, like, so it's not like gas fire or nothing. Like he'll char the vegetables. He makes the dessert on the fire. He does everything with fire. It is it's crazy. Yeah, and it, and it, there's no like obviously lights, but there's no like electricity or gas in his kitchen. Everything's like oven or wood fired, like wood fired oven. It's really really yeah. good. Episode. Even the That's dessert, like one. he does like a creme brulee and has like this like. Like I see, he cooks it yes. in like the wood oven. Then at the end, instead of searing it with like a flame, he takes like this hot metal thing and like stamps the top of it to like caramelize the sugar and stuff. Yeah, like it looks so it looks sick. Nuts. I That's it. actually really good. I, the the, say, the no. one that I've always uh, that I always like will always stick with me is Massimo Bottura, the first episode at yeah. um, Osteria Francescana, yeah. like the first first episode. He's a masterclass too. I just watched that one the other day. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. He's like the only person who doesn't actually cook himself. He has like a sous chef do it for them the whole time. Okay. And the sous chef won't talk, but it's the guy's the guy's name is Taka, and he'll like he'll try something like he's like oh like Taka try this. He's like literally sticks the spoon in Taka's <laughs> mouth, and the guy doesn't say a single word, just nods. But like he's just so, super, so it's actually pretty entertaining. Though. No, he's like a super quirky like old Italian guy who's like rated the number one chef in the world. You can do yeah. whatever he wants, but like he literally can. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had uh, Chef Rang? No. Um, have you ever had Chef Rang? I mean, have you ever had Chef Rang cook for you? Shout out to Chef Rang. He won't listen yeah. to this, but shout out to Chef Rang. The ones that's coming out, I'm going to see him the week after this comes out for someone else's surprise birthday. I can't say Ah, who, sick. Yeah. yeah, so like we actually I haven't been haven't had him, but like, like two weeks from now, the he's, week after this comes out. Yeah, he's I'll, a I'll, funny I'll dude. He's I a didn't want to like, I was thinking in my head. I'm like, I don't want to ruin <laughs> a surprise party in case someone listens to yeah. this. No, he's uh, he's a he's super hilarious. funny dude. Yeah, every time I see him on Instagram, he'll like randomly comment on our pictures but you sexy mans you sexy or mans he calls he's us like, ugly or yeah he calls us really ugly first okay so i'll tell you this story so he came so my uh again our buddy alexander booked him we had a we had a meal and he came up it was up at the lake and he walks in and so i didn't i never met him never spoke to him like i just knew he was coming and and i was there early so he shows up i open the door he's like looks at me he's like you're fucking ugly and i was like i'm like what <laughs> it's the first words he says to me and then like we just started joking. He's like, at the end of the night, he's like, he's, by the way, he's like, if I if I tell you ugly, it's because I like you. And I was like, all right, sick, we're cool. <laughs> but I remember he said this to me. I was like, bro, this guy just came in. I you didn't, you didn't know me when you called me ugly. How do you know if you like me or not? So he he's really, really ugly. good. Oh, Honestly, yeah. he is like, he's entertaining too. He's right? just show. great. Like, he, like when he was cooking, I spent a lot, I was in the kitchen hanging out with him. Like just he would explain what he was doing and like uh, anyways sick experience. No, I'm excited for it. Yeah, he has, uh, especially because I'm like, like like cooking. I feel like I'm just gonna like chill with him the whole time. In the he on, and honestly, like he's really cool in the kitchen. Like he'll talk if you like. He'll have drinks with you. Like he'll show you, like he'll, he'll show you what he's doing. Really sick experience. Yeah. yeah, nice. But yeah, I'm excited. I think uh, I guess I'll, yeah. I'm talking about food now. I'm gonna get hungry, so we can't get too no, much more into it. It's a good, it's a good near, part to to wrap near, start, to wrap it up. Here. Uh, Frank, we want to thank you for coming on the podcast. It's, Thanks uh, for having me, guys. It's, yeah. it's, it's great fun. to always catch up with you. I know we had Ollie on a while ago, and uh, we've talked about what getting you, you on for months. Ollie? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know, we had Ollie on one of our first I think there's a lot of the same stories that have to have been told. We've been touring together for like two years. Yeah, we, no, we Similar talked day. a lot about like, like he had a days. middle of COVID or beginning of COVID. Yeah. So kind of how the whole world is in a 
a crazy place. So he told a little bit stories of a, too. He did tell some some yeah. stories. I, I know this, this Scandinavian trip pre was, was driving nuts. range jolly. Yes, yeah, yeah. pre-driving range jolly. His story would be different now. It's like it's, oh, big time. Yeah. You know what we should do? We got to get when we move to the new studio, which we will soon. When like in the new year, when things get back and you have some new releases and all that, we should all get the four of us in like on a night, have some drinks. Shoot the oh shit. heck yeah. yeah! The studio's gonna have a lot of Tell drinks. We, maybe we get a little, we just start to weed out a little more stories that we can kind of teeter that line. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Here's some yeah. good ones. <laughs> um, but Frank, thanks for coming on. We've got uh, before we wrap up, we have two questions we always ask every guest. The first, if there was a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? It could be anybody from any point in time. Could it be me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would, would you acting want acting debut? Your, yeah, would you? Maybe it actually be a little weird to like be disconnected from it. I don't know. Like I couldn't do like the same. You know, I feel like I, I want know, to, I, but like, yeah, I, I also it. like I, I feel like you like wouldn't want to over dramatize certain things. I don't know. I don't do you think you could? Or do you think you would be able to act as good to represent yourself? I'd hope so. Like I, I'm gonna, <laughs> we, we did a commercial the other day, and I'm possibly the worst actor, and I didn't think I was gonna be terrible. I thought Rick I'd be okay. Is a bad actor. I guys. thought I'd be okay. No, nope, terrible. So I would, I would definitely never want me to play myself. <laughs> okay, I want I really some like wanna, sick actor. I want to yeah. tell you. Exp- I can't. No, if not me, we'll like, go back to Michael Fassbender from earlier. I feel like that guy's more badass than me. Be more, I feel like he kind of passed for you. A too. bit more street cred, you know. He'd be a bit like I'd be a bit cooler and more like yeah, more yeah. swaggy. I feel like a young John Hamm would be good for him. John, be a good one. Michael I feel like I always have Michael up. Fassbender could like yeah, that. That would be good. Yeah, it's a good one actually. You're the first one to say me like yourself. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah, I we, like it. The second one. We got is, one last one. If you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Take piano I lessons. Knew, I, knew, <laughs> I was just, just gonna say start playing I was piano. Nothing in my head as I'm saying <laughs> what I know what he's gonna say. <laughs> nah, that that's dope. good. That's good. No, that's that probably it. Like I'm, yeah. I've done like a lot of different things in my life, and like I don't really like. It's like a weird way to get to where I'm at in my career, but like yeah. I'm kind of happy I did. Like I was talking to one of my buddies recently, like who I played rugby with, and we're like we're both like broken now, even though we're like I'm like 28, he's like 31, but like yeah. we're both like it's like all these old, we're up the cottage, we're like oh like I'm so sore. It's like we both play like high level rugby, but it's like you wouldn't like trade that because like I feel like you make all these mistakes, so like, you make friends and stuff, and then you learn yeah. a lot about yourself, even though like I'm not a pro rugby player, and like I'm probably have, like bad everything <laughs> in my body now. Like my knees suck, my ankles suck, my shoulders suck for like. Yeah. the contact but i don't what know you get you get to where you are because like i don't know yourself you know, yeah. well, learned, every, so. everything you've done in your life has led you to this exact moment yeah. right i'm not like there's been no like really big fuck-ups so like i wouldn't say don't do that it's like everything's like just kind of do what you've done that's it that's good i like and you also can't, I, i'm on i'm on the belief that you also should like not shouldn't because you can always look back and say i could do this better or this different but like again if you're happy where you are that's all that matters right that is uh Frank, Boys, this was a blast if people <laughs> want to find out more about you your upcoming releases where should they go uh i'm the most consistent on instagram but i'm not that consistent on there but my management always like you I need to post that. more um i'm the most but not at all consistent yeah. uh at frank walker on instagram that's prob- the way it's, probably yeah. it yeah spelt the way it should be spelt yeah yeah, yeah. Other than that, like all my music's always on like apple music spotify frank walker yeah well we're gonna we'll tag you and everything and cool. we'll post a new track it's called again like gold like gold frank walker loud luxury featuring Stephen pooth tomorrow yeah boom boom at midnight well so in a couple some hours people might be when it gets released some people might be today so check it out now spotify Link apple in bio google hit it up share it guys that's it again we yeah. gotta do this again frank it's been a pleasure and uh until next time it's- I'm looking forward to it. All right. Cheers, guys.
See ya. Peace. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes in every high. Got alone, no one thing. You're not alright. I'm not alright.